With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bows down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we are on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. Uh, we are going to do best and worst of the weekend. We got our listeners are awesome. Woo-woo! Jeff Hensley is going to join us. And we're also going to qualify you for a VIP package that includes tickets to the 2021 KitchenAid Senior 
PGA Championship. And just for qualifying, we're going to give you a uh, 12-pack of Kurs. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Pretty awesome. Hey, can't go wrong with that. I, beer. I went when, I, when they had the championship there, or the tour stopped there. Uh-huh. And I don't even remember when. A while back. Man, it's been a while, I think. Anyway, it was awesome. Yeah. I'm not a giant golf fan, mm-hmm. uh, but going to see an event at that level was pretty cool. Yeah. Tiger Woods, like I saw everybody. Yeah. Any professional event yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah. And of course, Southern Hills is just gorgeous. Yeah. I, I'm not a giant. Well, I'm not giant. I'm not a golfer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll go out there and figure out and show you a bunch of ways not to hit a golf ball. Right. But I go to golf course and I'm like, yeah, this is gorgeous. Yeah. This is I'm capable of going and recognizing how beautiful some of those places are. Yeah. I've never actually played a round of ball golf. Now, I've taken a club, and I've whacked a practice ball before. That's about as good as it gets for me. Yeah. it's. I like it. Mm-hmm. I can see why some people love it. Yeah. Uh, but going to those events is awesome, so we'll qualify you for that VIP package coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not – I know we're, we normally don't lead in with sports, but this story is so unbelievable. Mm. That I wanted to bring it up to you. So there's this uh, boxer. His name's Felix Verdejo. Mm-hmm. And he's been with this uh, top-ranked boxing for a while. And he's super talented. He is a really talented uh, boxer. Yeah. Was an Olympic boxer. Uh, has like 17 knockouts, 27 wins, two losses. Like, really he, good bo- boxer, right? He's a stud, yeah. Yeah. And... Apparently, he got this girl pregnant. Uh oh! And she was going to tell him uh-huh. that he she was pregnant, uh-huh. and it, the woman's mom was like, "Hey, I, I don't think that's a good idea," because he apparently had threatened her before. Oh! And then she went missing. Uh oh! And they've now arrested him for a slew of charges. Mm-hmm. But apparently what has happened was the she went missing. They went searching for her. They identified her via dental records. I'm sure she was thrown over a bridge. What? And according to the complaint, uh, she he, he punched her in the face and then injected her with a syringe filled with an unidentified substance that was bought at a public housing complex and then he bound her arms and feet with a wire tied a heavy block to her and then threw her off a bridge at 8 30 in the morning jeez and then he stood at the top of the bridge and shot at her (laughs) damn son just trying to make sure the job is done (laughs) and uh listen it's that's disgusting i'm laughing just because the what kind of mindset do you got to be in? Oh, you are not. You are. You're. By the way, he's married. The cracker. Oh. Oh. So that sounds like a justifiable. Well, oh. No, no, no. There was no justifiable <laughs> though. But I mean, oh. it adds a little something to the story though. I mean, now he's like, all right. So I got this bitch pregnant. I can't let my wife find out. Uh, how or do I take care of it. Or she was like, take care of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, the wife maybe was. That's possible. That is possible. So now, obviously, he's in trouble for her and killing an unborn child. Yes. Um, which they get you sometimes on. Mm-hmm. 
And he, the idea that he did something like this, like, bro, you got plenty of money. Right. Like, what's in, let's get to that 10,000 altitude look at this. Okay. What's the worst that was going to happen? So far as like. She's pregnant. What's the worst that's going to happen? Oh, you have to pay child support for the next 18 years. <laughs> to, I get divorced, anyway. maybe? Possibly. Okay, yeah. Lose half of his uh, empire, if you will? Yeah. Yeah, but he would bounce back from that. The guy's a stud fighter. He would have been able to bounce back. Really, the consequences are not that bad. No. Not, no, not no. compared to what he's dealing with now. Right? Because now he's going to get life in prison. Maybe two life sentences if they decide to do something about the unborn child. Yeah. Uh, drugs? You think drugs were involved? Like, is that possible? Uh, like, like that like type of he behavior. was on drugs or something that caused him to go that far? Maybe it's it's possible, party, but he could have been a part of party scene. Yeah, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. He could have been coked out of his mind thought, and and thought this is the best thing to do right now. Thought he was bigger than he really was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't I don't see drugs as a part of this. This is strictly like I don't want. I don't, I don't want to have to pay for this child for the next 18 years. Or, you know, I don't want to ruin my reputation because, of, you know, I stepped out or whatever and got a bitch pregnant. I don't think drugs were a part of it. Okay. Cheating isn't the big offense, biggest offense in the world. No, no, it is Getting isn't a not. girl pregnant. Not the biggest offense. In the, it's literally, I don't even know if it makes the top 10. No, no. Of worst things you can do in life Mm-mm. to justify this type of response. Yeah, there's nothing really, nothing if you think about that. Not in this situation anyway. We could, I I just don't understand. The only thing that makes this type of behavior happen mm-hmm. has to be you think you're the king S. Right, you're untouchable. That's Absolutely. The, you must just believe that you're the man. Mm-hmm. So did they, uh, they? And you at least haven't been the man twice. Just right. saying, twenty-seven and two. You're right. clearly a great boxer, but two times you weren't the man. Right. So did the police figure it out? And they're yeah, like, oh, hey, yeah. oh yeah, we, we knew they have a video of it. They have video of the body getting dumped over the bridge. See, now that's the thing, man. I mean, today's modern technology. <laughs> well, and you kind of drew everywhere. attention to yourself by firing a weapon at 8.30 <laughs> in the morning. Oh, that's when it went down, huh? That's when he dumped her over the bridge. <laughs> People are on their way to work or whatever. Like, oh, I got another day. I got reports that I got to do. And he's over there. <laughs> I'm not saying I would do anything like this. I don't think I'm capable of it. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to try and get rid of a body, yes. I would do it in the cover of darkness. <laughs> right? Not when, not at first light <laughs> when the sun's already out. They literally shoot movies at first light because it's the best light. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah, you do it during the, you know, like the middle of the night. Midnight. Right. one thirty or something like that. <laughs> Mm. I am not a criminal. I'm just saying that if I were, <laughs> I feel like darkness would be your friend. No, no, no. You do that S at high noon, man. At 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I got Did a you, little lunch thing. You, I got to. <laughs> do you have like the, those signs they put up for garage sales? Do you? Right. Hey, murder happening over here. <laughs> right. Feels like that would have also been a good choice. I should just go ahead and go down to the police station and dump the body on the steps. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh... If he bought the drugs to give to her, that makes it premeditated. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. I hear you. 
Yeah. If he was like tied and bound, mm-hmm. hey, right, we got to make a stop with this body in the back. Mm-hmm. Is that I don't know if the I don't know how much time has to be in premeditated. I think just looking at the way he did all this, it was premeditated. Yeah, I mean, this is a lot of stuff that that he did. I mean, he bound him up, right, uh, and then he injected her, right, and then threw her over, and then shot at her. Yeah, that's all premeditated. No, you don't do something like that on the spur of the moment. Yeah, you I think, think you do. Yeah, ah. I think you do. I, if you're someone like that, I think that if she came knocking on the door and was like, "Hey, I have, I'm pregnant with your kid." Uh huh. And he grabs her, chokes her, ties her up, goes, takes her, stops and gets some drugs, like, like, tries to figure out what he, that, I don't know how much premeditated is there. I'm, I'm pretty Now, if pretty she came and this. told him, mm-hmm. and then she left, and he was like, I can't do this, I can't do this, aha, uh, what yeah. I'm going to do is, I think yeah. that's premeditated. Yeah, you're probably I haven't right. been a defense, uh, you know, prosecution attorney in a long time. <laughs> I'm just saying that it fe- I don't know the the time span that has to be in there for it to be premeditated. Yeah, I don't know either, to be honest with you. Just looking at what all he's done, though, I'm thinking, like, that's a lot of thought put into that. A lot of thought to bound her, to tie her up, to inject her, to throw her over the bridge, and to shoot at her after she's already gone over the bridge. Yeah, that's I'm just being, a lot of thought into I'm that. just being completely transparent here. I don't own enough wire to tie someone up. <laughs> I don't either. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like bungee cords or something. But you know that string you put down when you're like trying to show the edging of something. Yeah, like, or you, yeah it's a twine yeah, or something. I, like I got that. some of that. <laughs> right. I got some hemp string in here from a bit that we did a couple of years ago. Mm, right. I got some electrical <laughs> wire. Yeah. Um, but um, have you tried to tie that in a knot? It's not it doesn't, easy. No, it doesn't stay. I have to twist. Either. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's though. slick. Like it's not a good. <laughs> I'm just. I've heard. I don't. Right. 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 No. 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 It's not good at all. Yeah. It just is a little bizarre. <laughs> I don't think I have any. Well, I take that back. I probably do. Like, if you're looking for like your stereotypical murder kit, right? Some something to bind them with. Some rope. I know. Okay. I have. I have pieces of rope at the house. Okay. Besides. Uh huh. A gun. Okay. And kitchen knives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're... What what murder kit do you have in your house? Well, okay, got, okay. I've got a couple of shovels. I don't even have. Okay, so that's a start. Cause... But they're mine are kind of broken. Ah, well, I mean, so, yeah, I don't mine's know. only been used. Like I would twice. get pretty frustrated. Yeah, yeah. So I got a I'm good. Just not working. I got a good sturdy shovel. What else do I have? Um, um, I've got pieces of rope. I'm probably going to have to tie these pieces together to make it long enough to use to tie somebody. Okay, up. but um, duct tape. Duct tape, gorilla tape is what I have. That's yeah, way better. When the same you're thing. when you're restraining somebody with t- tape, yeah, a, fi- a fabric tape like a duct tape or mm-hmm. a gorilla tape, mm-hmm. uh, do you go? Ah, gorilla tape's really expensive. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean it I, depends. I, I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I personally would, but I think in that situation, you're like, you know what? It's worth it's worth the cost. It says premeditated can be as simple as making a decision to walk to a dresser and get a gun. That is true, yeah. Uh, sounds like he heard her saying hide in plain sight and decided that was a brilliant strategy. <laughs> they could blame CTE for this, except usually, from my understanding, CTE is diagnosed after the fact. Oh, okay. After you're dead. Okay, concussions. Is that yeah. what that is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Probably so, but, I mean, the guy's going to have to die first, find out if yeah. that's what he suffers from. I don't have... 
And even if I did, let's just say I had wire, mm-hmm. and I'd have to go find all that stuff. I don't have it like in a central spot. No, no, like you got Babe. your bug out bag, right? You know where everything's at in that. I don't have a murder bug out bag. No. Babe, have you seen? <laughs> I had some wire. <laughs> Why do you need it? No, for? I didn't touch. Why are you touching my stuff? <laughs> They're always moving things. <laughs> no, it's not there. Why would I move it? No, I know where it is. Oh, okay, right, right. Right, I just move stuff willy-nilly. No, that's you. I told you to pick up your mess. We wouldn't have this problem. How would I know where your stuff is? Probably where you left it. I'm never in the garage. Come on. Why would I be touching your wire? Right. What would I do with duct tape? I don't know. You had my pliers the other day. Right. Tried to open a bottle. Stay out of my tools, woman. God damn it. <laughs> this is why I say stay out of my toolbox. <laughs> the kids had it. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, they were trying to fix a toy. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> right. Mm. This is a great. You, you claim it's not premeditated. If you took 27 pieces of rope and tied them together. <laughs> right. I was just bored. I was just bored tying rope together. Dude, yes, <laughs> zip ties are the best if you're a committed murder on a budget. Ooh, do you have zip ties? I have a lot of zip ties. I believe in zip ties. I believe in having a lot of long zip ties. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. No, I don't I'm... have any. I need some. I was looking for some the other day. I'm like, didn't I have some twist tie or some zip ties around here? Dude, especially uh, like on your bike when uh-huh. you want to bind some of the wires together oh, so yeah. they're not flapping around. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's what I got them for, but uh, they've disappeared over the years. Yeah. I don't think they just got hey. <laughs> What'd you do with my zip tie? <laughs> to be fair, those things fall into like the weirdest crevices. You yeah, never they're find probably them. underneath the toolbox drawer or something like that. Dude, long zip ties? Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the best. Those are the best. I use a, like, I had to like, um, use it to keep a piece of furniture attached to the wall. They oh, work awesome. Okay. Yeah. You bind like two together and make like a little loop lock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a zip tie chain. Yeah. yeah. They, they're incredibly strong. Well, there you go. See, you can bind somebody up with that. You I'm, gotta... <laughs> I'm guessing if it'll hold a dresser up, like the ability of a human to get out of them. Police use them all the time, right? When they're arresting people. Right, those are... <laughs> yeah, those are thick ones. Those are thick ones. <laughs> You're not getting out of that. <laughs> oh, he's... I know there's people that are, like that can break out of zip ties or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, ow. Not me, man. No. <laughs> Even with the tiny hand. Once you get them down in there, man, I am cinched. There is no getting out. Right. That's the idea is that you can put them right tight to the skin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're not going to slide them right. out. In case you got guys like me. Ooh, how am I going to handcuff this guy? Ooh, right. It don't work. Like even handcuffs, though mm-hmm. tight, sometimes will have spaces of yeah. air. Yeah. And I've seen people, I don't know if they dislocate their thumb or whatever, but somehow they get out of them. They, they get out. Uh, yeah, so listen, this guy's a real scumbag. Yeah, he is. Boxer. So he, he's been dropped from the boxing organization he was part of. Good. All that stuff. Uh, and I'm sure CTE will come up when they talk about it more. All right, so we got Best and Worst of the Week, and our listeners are awesome. Jeff Hensley's going to join us. Maybe he can help us with this uh, guy's problems. <laughs> We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. News cookies are stories you may have missed in the news. We put them on our Facebook page if you want more. 
Facebook.com slash BMMS. BMMS69. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin and Gimpy with what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Twins accepted to 15 colleges get $1.53 million in scholarships. Wow. Yeah. So there's a couple of 17-year-olds out there, Reagan and Ricardo Raison. They went ahead and went through the application process and got accepted to 15 different universities, including Harvard, Yale, MIT, University of Pennsylvania, Duke, and a whole lot more. Altogether, they got $1.53 million in non-need merit-based scholarships. That just means it's because they're smart, right? It's not like a sport or anything, right? Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know how that goes either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that goes either, but they got a lot of cash. I never got a scholarship, school. so I have no idea. Really? You didn't? No. For, uh, what would I get a scholarship for? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you were in some kind of like debate club or something like that. Do they give know. debate club scholarships? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know. No. I didn't go to college or even think about it. So, Well, you went to a school. Yeah, trade school. That's secondary school. Yeah, it still works nonetheless. Uh, anyhow, so these guys, they get up to their parents. They're like, oh, we're so glad our parents taught us read before we even got into kindergarten. Uh, so these are just some really smart kids. Anyhow, they they do share an interest in computer science, they say, but they plan on making their decisions separately so it doesn't sound like they're going to be going to the same school. That's $1.53 million Dude, is good enough for one of them, at least. For real. For real. Uh, man hangs himself in jail after being arrested for shooting his daughter. Hmm. So uh, a suspect who was being held in Mississippi on allegations for shooting his five-year-old daughter has apparently committed suicide. Samuel Scott Jr. was facing charges of aggravated assault and felony child abuse. Corrections officers found him unresponsive inside his jail cell early Thursday morning. Officers report he had fatally hanged himself with a sheet. He was pronounced dead at the scene. And, uh, man, I think ultimately suicide is horrible. Yes. Right, mm-hmm. and uh, I, 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 I feel bad for people not only that do that because of the dark spot that they're in, yeah, and, but also for the families. Yes, absolutely. And May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but in this instance, <laughs> I hope he suffered in an unimaginable way. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. As he was taking his last breath. How do you look at a five-year-old little girl, just a sweet, innocent little five-year-old child, and and decide, yeah, pulling the trigger is the best thing for this right now? Um, Well, if he was a real man, he wouldn't have used a gun. But the idea of that, it's the same thing we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. He just thought he he was within his rights. Right, right. I don't think so, man. I don't know. It takes a special person. And I'm glad... That, like, we don't have, we, the tax people, don't have to pay for this guy's room and board uh, over the next 35 years. Good. I'm glad that he hung himself. Nearly a million dollars in drugs, guns, and Nazi paraphernalia seized in a Pennsylvania drug bus. So uh, these uh, sheriffs got a warrant to go search the home of Christopher Weikert and Terry Gallucci. And when they got in there, they found 21 and a half pounds of methamphetamines along with over 1,200 doses of fentanyl. They say all this is worth about $972,475. 
Now, along with all the drugs that they found, they found six ghost guns, uh, four assault rifles, three handguns, parts for these ghost guns, and a buttload of Nazi paraphernalia. They were able to arrest Tara Gallucci, but old Chris, uh, he ran off, and he is still on the loose. Yeah, he is still on, still on the run. Yeah. And to me, like... Phew. 21 pounds is a lot, but apparently it's not. You don't think? No, I... Like, I no, 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 somebody no, no, dumped no. 21 pounds of meth in front of me, I'm like, damn. Yeah, yeah, for sure. party. For sure. <laughs> for sure. But the street value was like, that's it for 21 pounds. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A million dollars for 21 pounds? I expected it to be a lot more than that. Right, but this is also the fentanyl that's in there as well, so I don't know how, how they divide that up or whatever, but... I mean, I have never purchased a pound of meth at all, so I don't know how much the regular charge for that sort of thing is. Uh, a couple thousand dollars, I imagine. Influencer charged for claim that Latino couple tried to kidnap her kids. Katie Sorensen faces misdemeanor charges of lying to police over a purported incident at a Michael's in California in which she claimed a couple followed her around the craft store while talking about her children before one of them lunged for her stroller. Videos of her recounting the attempt went viral days later, but the police department report showed investigators were not able to corroborate what she had said uh, regarding the events and her viral video was soon deleted. Instead, police were able to find uh, alleged attempted kidnappers, Sadie Vega Martinez and Eddie Martinez, who basically had no idea what they were talking about. Uh, Whereas the woman claimed the couple had described her kids to a third party on the phone. The Latino grandparents were probably just talking about their own grandkids, according to the police. The couple who fully cooperated with the police and were charged with no crime say the woman racially profiled them that last that day last December, they told the police uh, that the charges are a step or I'm sorry, local paper that the charges are a step towards justice. Per the Daily Beast, each misdemeanor carries a maximum sentence of six months in prison. And she she says in the video, I watched it, mm-hmm. that they described her. They were behind her in checkout. Right. And then when she went to the car, that's when they lunged for her stroller. Right. And tried to take her kid. Okay. I am not, I've never been in an incident where a child trafficker is trying to take one of my kids. Right. I don't know if it goes down like this. <clears throat> yeah. No, I'm out of Michael's. <laughs> uh, looks to be about maybe two feet, maybe 12 pounds, uh, puffy cheeks, little soft feet uh, in a stroller. Yeah. No, it looks like I could get the stroller. Yeah. So are we a go? So so are we a go? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it just doesn't go down like that. And their grandparents, right? So I'm imagining, I mean, that's what you said in the story. So they're like, what, their 50s, 60s? Yes. Or if you think in like 70s, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think, think they were in their 50s. Okay. Either which way, these people, old enough, I don't think they're snatching babies at the Michaels. Could be wrong. I mean, maybe that's a good market for for baby snatching. My understanding of child trafficking and how it works and Mm -hmm. the kids that are taken are people that are drug addicts that get the kids to sell to get money for drugs. That's that's my understanding. I'm not saying there aren't unicorns and it can happen this way. (laughs) 
I'm just uh, saying typically. The uh, the man has a heart condition, and they're trying to raise money hey. so he can get a surgery. And uh, the only way they could do it, I mean, muling drugs was fun for a little while, but that got kind of sore yeah. for, for the man. So he's like, you know what? Um I think we just snatch a baby, we can yeah. get ten grand, and that'll be enough. There was there was something in this uh, article that annoyed me, uh-huh. and it was the uh, that they were gr- they were grandparents, uh-huh. like that. Get, it's like going, well, they were a teacher, or <laughs> they, they go to church, right. or like it's supposed to make us go, oh, well, why would a grandparent do that? <laughs> Not that Gimpy would do this, but Grim- Gimpy is how old? I'm forty, and you're about to be a grandparent. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so that doesn't mean anything, right? But we think old people, old yeah, like frail, like <laughs> you want you want some saltwater toffee, <laughs> right? <laughs> Right. It's not like that. Rub my bunion for a nickel. <laughs> That's what we think when we hear grandparents. Yep. No. You can be 40 and be a grandparent. Um, thanks for reminding me. And all these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's morning show. The Big Man Morning Show. The Assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD. morning it's the big man morning show 918-460-KMOD you can also text bmms and then what you want to say to 82945 uh in a minute i want you to call and share your best and worst of the weekend but first we got to do balls to the wall sports a group of manchester united fans invaded the pitch at Old Tafford Stadium on Sunday in protest of the team's ownership and its recent support of the Super League. Less than two hours before Man U's scheduled match against Liverpool, a large group of protesters stormed the pitch and created a chaotic scene. The protest began outside a hotel where the United team was staying. Fans were not allowed inside the stadium for Sunday's match due to the pandemic. But the protesters broke through the fencing <laughs> and made their way onto the pitch, carrying flares and other obje- objects and totally disrupted the match. <laughs> we should have let them in. I was trying to think of a comparable thing of sports here. That, that like, is that so much like to start a riot, to like, break into the stadium? That would make me want to go. Now, there, I can't speak to Man U Stadium, but I've been to Chelsea Stadium and a couple others, and they're like, you're just in a neighborhood, and then boom, all of a sudden there's a stadium. Yeah, yeah. Like a high school, it feels like a high school stadium. You just, you're just do to do, do to do, boom, a stadium. Okay, yeah. So, I, that it wouldn't be like here where you got to go and there's a giant parking lot and you got to walk super far. Right, right, right. <laughs> a little bit more work that goes into y- it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pro- I don't, not a sporting event. I would do it for like a concert, but I'm not a sports guy anyway, so yeah. But you and would protest? Maybe. Like you would go in and storm the facility? Yeah, why not? You know, they're not letting us in. Metallica's, you know, they're in there playing. They, they won't let us in. Metallica wouldn't play to an empty arena. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but still, that's Maybe the only thing that I could think of, you know, that would make me want to protest and storm the building. Let's see if I can destroy this. Pascal Sykem scored 39 points as the Raptors topped the Lakers 112 to 114 in LA. Kyle Lowry added 37 for Toronto. The Raptors snapped a three-game slide. Kyle Kuzma had 24 off the bench for the Lakers. LeBron James and Andre Drummond each had 19 for the Lakers, who have lost six of the last seven and are 10 games back in the West. Oh, no. Not looking like they're going to make it, but we'll 
We'll see how that plays out. That's Balls to Wall Sports. I'm Corbin on 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And coming up, we've got best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened and the worst thing that happened? You call or text 918-460-KMOD is the phone number or text BMMS and whatever that is to 82945. Gimpy, what's the best? And what's the worst? Oh, the best part of the weekend would be Friday night, Lady Godiva's. We gave away the trip to Las Vegas for uh, my spring fling. It was pretty awesome. Had a fun little game involving uh, some strippers and some dice. And we got down to our last two finalists. And uh, one of the, it was a guy and a gal, okay, one longtime listener and somebody that just happened to stumble upon this and threw her name in the box, right? I don't even know why I'm here. I never win anything anyway. So we get down to it. Uh, the dancer rolls the dice. We got dancers around the outside of the stage, right, dancing and shaking their asses while we're doing these last two and whatnots. And and it gets down to it, and and guy rolls, doesn't match whatever. Lady rolls, boom, matches the, the dancer's number, wins the prize, takes that trip to Las Vegas. She was totally floored. And shock, I guess you could yeah. say, that she had won. She's like, I never went anything. And so she got this trip to Vegas. That was pretty badass. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think the worst part of the weekend really isn't much, but coming off of $300 to uh, replace a tire, back tire on, on Ruby, the, the Harley out there or whatever. Um, the, the tire itself was the bike old, you just The obtained. one I just got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it needed a new rear tire or whatever. And uh, so the the tire itself was only like a hundred and sixty something dollars, but the rest of it got eaten up in labor, <laughs> taken off all those parts or whatever. So it was very cringeworthy. Ugh. I don't think I knew that motorcycle tires were so expensive. Yeah, the ones like the one on my other bikes usually run me about a uh, two twenty five. Goodness, that's you know tire labor and all that stuff that goes with it. So. I was expecting it to be a little more extra just because, you know, solid bags, a lot more parts to pull out, pull off or whatever. But good God, man. Uh, here you go. That's why I'm going to need it. Especially since there are so many people that do tire burnouts on their bikes. Yeah. And tires aren't apparently aren't very cheap on the, bikes. No, so no. So, again, another reason why I think it makes no <laughs> sense. If you've got money to literally burn in that sense, then, yeah, go for it. But... Not for me, man. Not for me. But I am ready for riding season, you know, spring and summertime. And into the How bad fall, was the so. other tire? The other tire, it was starting to get, I could have gotten maybe maybe another 500,000 miles out of it. 500,000? No, 500 to 1,000. Okay. No, no. I was like, good God. Yeah, no wonder they're expensive. Half a million miles out of this thing for sure. Uh, but no, was, I, I needed it when I took it in to uh, have the oil change and uh, have them take a look at it or whatever. They're like, yeah, you're going to have to replace that soon. You're good for around town, but don't be trying to go, you know, Arkansas or, you know, some long highway trip or whatever because you're not going to make it. Best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened to you this weekend and the worst thing that happened to you this weekend? Uh, the best part of the weekend was I built uh, – I needed to build some shelf things for some stuff in my house. So oh, yeah. I went ahead and built some shelves. Now, don't don't assume I – had a air gun and did all these things. A couple pieces of wood, some screws, okay. some brackets. Like, 
This wasn't rocket science. Okay. But I had to paint it and do some other things. So uh, These aren't the fancy shelves that you're wanting to get for the uh, garage or whatever it is. No. room or whatnot. No, 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 no. No, no. No, no. Th- those I'm going to buy because okay. I want them to be heavy duty. Gotcha. Uh, that can hold st- like a lot of stuff. Okay. But uh, these are just to hold tchotchkes and really just crap. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and then the worst part of the weekend is... Uh, Ah, it's over, I guess. Right. It's I, never I long enough. Had a really great weekend. Nothing wrong Beautiful with that. Beautiful weather. Yeah. Watched uh, some TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Built something. Yeah. I think that's the best part. Yeah. Like, building things with your hands. Yeah, like ah. wh- drink some beers. Mm-hmm. What, what do I have to complain about? Yeah. Yeah, for real, man. Um, Best and worst of the weekend, 918-460-KMOD. Uh, oh, Gimpy. There's a Harley dealer in Ocala, Florida that does the installation for free if you buy the tire from them. No kidding. Nah. Being as he can't put more than <laughs> right. feel like. <laughs> That'd be a long trip for a, a tire. Yeah. Yeah. That, w- that, would be an in- that would be almost against the amount of time and money it would spend to get down there. Right. You could have easily yeah. saved cash just by dropping $300. How, ca- how long would it take you to drive there? Because oh. let's just say it's, I know it's more than 12. Yeah, yeah, it's about a 16-hour ride, I imagine. Uh, so, yeah. so 16 hours, nonstop, 16 hours nonstop? Would I do that 16 hours nonstop? Oh, hell no. Okay. I'm stopping like halfway through. I'll so put my sh- day shift in, yes. Shift, hours, yes. yes. And then and then take a break and then so start So get a hotel. Again. Probably, yeah. So that's right there. At Eating least a, out. A hundred bucks, all right. So we want something decent, even just going cheap. All right, so that's a, a $15. So I've got to go by myself, no. No, I got to take my lady with me because I'm not going to ride down there by myself. So that's two of us. So that's forty bucks right there in dinner. So I'm already in this just for dinner and 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 room, hundred and fifty bucks. Right, and you got to buy like a ashtray or something at Ozark Barn. Of course, a magnet or something, some yeah. kind of you know shoe souvenir that shows I was there. So that's another fifty bucks, I imagine. You know, so here we are, two hundred dollars in on this trip. And I ain't even halfway there yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then you get there and do the tire change. Yeah. You got to get a night to stay there. Absolutely. You're not going to drive all that way and not see the water. Right. Exactly. I don't even know if a cow's in the floor. But, I, like, you're yeah, in Florida. Way. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you got to stay the night there and mm-hmm. eat dinner. Mm-hmm. So that's another 150 bucks. Eight hours back. Uh-huh. And i am got to stop again. So there's another 150 bucks. All right. So now we're already up to, like, what, $500 on this trip already? <laughs> All for what? Free installation on a tire. <laughs> yeah, about that. Thanks for the tip, though. But, okay, but would you drive to, like, Dallas for that? Ooh. Because that's four, four and a half. Yeah. You get it done and then come back same day. No, I'm good. I'm not going to go on a 500-mile road trip for free installation. That makes no sense. I'll just pay for them to do it. It's okay. Right. How long do, do you sit around and wait, or do no, you drop it off? I drop it off, and then they call me back a couple hours later. We, uh, while we were waiting for the bike to get done, uh, we went and got breakfast and went and did some garage sailing, bro. I can't tell you, I haven't been this out This was the weekend, sale. too. This was, yeah, it was a perfect weekend for it, which reminded me, I was like, crap, i got to go to the house and clean out the garage so I can have this, and I'm not knock that off of my, my resolution list or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, we, got, we went around, drove around town, and... Uh, you know, we saw some nice things, uh, but no, we didn't take anything. We didn't buy anything, but it was just nice to get out and see what other crap that people have that they want to sell and just spend time together. It's fun. <laughs> Somebody sending a text that we're not going to say on the air. Uh, 
The I my wife was like, we should have a garage sale. I'm like, no, why not? Listen, I like I don't mind doing it, mm-hmm. but there's so much work. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then you got to sit there and man, mm-hmm. and then you got someone comes up and is like, you no matter what you got to mark, they're like, well, I'll give you a quarter, and you're like, ah. <laughs> I wasted all that time, and you weren't gonna give the price that I wanted it to have anyway, <laughs> right? Why do people try to bargain at a goddamn garage sale? It's already heavily discounted, man. $5. For example, we stop at this one, and it was some elderly people, and uh, it's the coat. The coat is what made us stop. Because on the back of this wooden chair or whatever hangs this black fur coat. And my old lady's like, look at that. <laughs> I was like, you want to you stop? Take, all right, we'll stop. No way. So, yeah, so she's Was looking. it real fur? I think so. I no. don't know. I don't know. But here's the deal. She's looking and she's like, oh, that's really nice. I was like, do you, do you want it? She's like, it's probably too expensive. It's real fur. It's a fur coat. Okay, all right. Like price wise, here you are. Uh-huh. Like, all right, a full coat, like fur coat. How long was it? It was a uh, waist length. All okay. Right, so, so how much are you thinking? Like, oh. do you know how much fur coats are? I don't even think I know. I'm. I. I think fur coats are at least a couple of hundred bucks. I would a think regular so. Regular coat cost you forty, fifty bucks. Oh, I think even a decent, a really good like winter coat. Listen, unless you're at BCF, it's mm, gonna be Burlington right. Coat Factory. It's gonna be. At least near a hundred. I mean, you're gonna spend a hundred. Yeah. So it's got to be at least one bill. Oh, at, at least. At least. Ha- even discounted, I would think. Yeah. Seventy five. Seventy five dollars sounds okay. like a good price for right. a real legit fur coat. So I'm over there looking at it. I'm feeling it. I'm petting this coat right because it's fur. I mean, that's what you do. What color is it? It was black and so like, like with a little bit of brown or whatever. Okay, so like bear. Maybe. Or <laughs> maybe muskrat? My, my muskrat coat. Nobody wears a muskrat coat. I'm just coat. trying to think black fur. What would it be? Yeah, yeah. It probably could, could be it could be a mink because they do have black minks. Okay. Black ferrets and stuff like that. Uh, Oof. But black it takes, ferret? It takes a lot. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of minks, man. If, that's a fun rabbit hole to go down on the YouTube is to watch them and how they skin the minks. For these coats. Anyhow. Somebody so, text in, real fur coats cost thousands of dollars. Thousands. LOL, like we're fools. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shut yeah. up. I, I got to remember that. I, I always take the price tags off. Anyway, so okay. what's your guess? 75 bucks you're thinking I mean, at least? I, I would think at a garage sale, I think when you start seeing things priced over $100, mm-hmm. then they've got to be really special things. Yeah. Like maybe some piece of exercise equipment. Right. Or sports equipment. Right. Television, uh, something like that, maybe. Maybe some uh, tools. Yeah. Like very yeah. specialized stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think once you get out of, over that $100 price point, uh-huh. you, you're, you're, you've lost your audience. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, well, no, no, that's too much for me. Too much for me, so, no matter how special it I is. I think maybe 75 but I doubt it was a real fur coat. Yeah. So I'm over there stroking his coat, and he says, $5 for that coat. <laughs> I looked at him. Looked at my. Baby, you, you want the five dollar free coat? <laughs> <laughs> How would I even ever wear it? I don't know. It's five dollars. You seemed like you wanted it, so I mean, I'll come off five bucks. Baby, you deserve. It. <laughs> yes. You bought me that PlayStation. <laughs> that five hundred dollar PlayStation. Right, right. You deserve this five dollar. For pH coat, right, right. Uh, she ended up not going with it. I'm like, all right. Did you find out I, if it was real fur? No, didn't find out. She just said, she said she didn't want it, so we just walked on, kept on going. 
Okay. Babe, I almost had some <laughs> for that <laughs> coat you've never worn. Right, right. Because it's never cold <laughs> enough to wear a fur coat in Oklahoma. Uh, and these people, they're like, they were smaller people, and uh, but they had these like boxes of clothes that were like 6X, T-shirts that are 6X, 4X. I'm like... Where did you get these shoes like the size of my arms? I'm like, did you just go rob a giant's house? What happened? <laughs> anyway. That's my favorite thing to do mm. when going garage sailing is yeah. asking questions. Oh, yeah? Like, what, is this a real fur coat? <laughs> no, no, no. That's, uh, that's, that's just... That's just cotton. <laughs> yep. Okay. Or where'd you get these? Well, my son, he's, he's left. He was in college, and he's a giant. <laughs> right. Uh, he, he, he had to turn. He's no more working for the vegetable companies. He had to get a real job, you know, the pandemic and all. Uh, he's a lumberjack now. <laughs> <laughs> right. He lost his ox. Right. And so. <laughs> Been a little down in the dumps. <laughs> oh, excellent point. Uh-huh. Over $100 price point, that's an estate sale. Totally. What's the difference? Okay, estate sale is at the house. Everything's got to Everything go. Everything goes. Garage sale, I've chosen things from my home to sell. Oh, okay. Usually the person's dead in an estate sale or re- yeah. you know, retiring and moving on. And okay. So a company comes in, marks everything. Okay. And they either auction off or you walk through and find things and make an offer or something got like that. Got it. Got it. I've always thought they were just the Dude. same thing. Dude, estate sales are where it's at. Really? It's oh where you get my! The good stuff, huh? Well, if you're you're not gonna find like a <laughs> sounds weird. Someone's dead. Per, some dead person stuff. Uh, because your people just want to get rid of. They're not selective in what they're Makes getting sense. rid of. Okay, yeah. But you've got to deal with all the other, you know, hounds to right. find the good deal. But you can find like a nice piece of furniture, right on, or a lot of. Uh, uh, other tools and stuff like that. Yeah. Because most people aren't, some people go and look for tools at estate sales. Mm-hmm. Some people mostly look for furniture. Okay. So you can go in and if you're, uh, vinyl's another one you can score big on on okay. estate sales. Okay. Just buying old people's stuff. Yeah. People's old stuff. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Don't worry. That fur lice is free with purchase. <laughs> See, does fur, does fur have lice that you have to deal with? No, because the, the lice, the louse doesn't have anything to eat, right? Because they're is eating. Is the plural of lice louse? Uh, that's the singular. Lice is plural. Louse is just one. One louse. Would one you ever? insect. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. How do you know that? Because when I was a senior in high school, we were forced to read a book called The Louse and the Mouse. (laughs) A senior in high school, you wrote The Louse? That feels like maybe a senior in elementary school. Yeah, about that. Yeah, it was a stupid book or whatever. They read it. I just kind of skimmed along with it. But that's how I learned the singular for lice is louse. Uh, but yeah, they they don't uh, they don't have any blood or anything or like dead skin. Right, there's nothing for them to to eat. So no, they wouldn't live. Uh, estate sales are at where it's at for sure. Just feels weird walking through someone's house. Yeah, you literally walk through their house. They don't. Yeah. They put some stuff on tables, but you walk through the house and go, "I take that couch." <laughs> right. And it looks it's set up just as if they were, you know, They're sitting the on it yesterday. Time. Ugh. <laughs> it's, that seems weird and creepy to me. Yeah, but awesome at I'll, the same time. I'll go through your garage or you know on your tables in your yard, but going through your house. Uh, worst had to fix plumbing on my house. Best got sunburned riding the bike. Sunburned riding the bike this weekend. It was a good weekend. Best, I have everything set up for the new baby we're having tomorrow. Mm. Oh man, worst is the fact that my poor feet are swollen and painful to walk on. If it is your first kid, I wish you the best of luck. If it's your second kid, you will let it do anything you want. All <laughs> right, you don't care anymore. Right, Just don't hurt the other one. First kid, Binky falls down. You're like, oh no! <laughs> oh, second kid, you're like, pick it up, blow it off. You're fine. It's okay. <laughs> 
Whatever. First kid falls, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Second kid falls, you're like, did you hear something? <laughs> right. Get up, pussy. <laughs> uh, all right. We got to take a break. We've got uh, qualifying for the Senior PGA Days of May. You're going to qualify for a VIP package that includes tickets to the 2021 KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship. That's the end of this month over at Southern Hills. We got to take a break. We'll do that qualifying when we come back. That's More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. People text you in like, what they got at estate sales. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. You can get some good stuff. Apparently, at a, at a garage sale, estate sale. I feel like the estate sale purists are like, it's not a garage sale. <laughs> it's a garage sale. Let's play a game. Uh, we're going to play the one second game. One second of a famous television show's theme song. You guess it correctly. You're going to get qualified for the Senior PGA Days of May. It's a VIP package that includes tickets to the 2021 KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship. Maybe John Daly will cheer you. That'll be all right. Yeah. I wonder if, he's, I wonder if he can play barefoot. He's John Daly. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, but they have rules. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he can play barefoot during the Senior PGA. Oh, man, wouldn't that be great? That soft grass out there? <laughs> Uh, and just for getting qualified, we're going to throw you a 12-pack of Coors Light. So uh, let's go ahead and get uh, our first contestant. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Wyatt. Wyatt, how are you? Pretty good. You doing all right? Good, man. Wyatt, one second. Famous television show's theme song. You guess it correctly. I'm qualifying you for that VIP package for the senior PGA when it comes to Southern Hills. Are you ready? Yep. Here is your clue. I'll do it again. You ready? Yep. What do you think? Man, I don't even have a guess on that one. Famous, super famous show. Super famous show. I'll play one more time and then at least make a guess because people have made guesses before and gotten it right. So here's the clue. What show? Oh, Lord. Uh... Hogan's Heroes. Hogan. <laughs> you think that's Hogan's Heroes? I have no idea, man. Okay. I know nothing. Yeah, it's not Hogan's <laughs> Heroes. Wyatt, I appreciate you, man. Have a great day. Yeah, take it easy. See you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Marty. What is it? Marty. Marty. Uh, Marty, here is your clue. Marty, what show is that? Three's Company. Three's Company. It is not Three's Company. Thank you so much, man. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Shannon. Shannon, I'll play the clue. Shannon, Shannon, I will play the clue, and then you give us your guess. Are you ready? Yes, sir. What show? Modern Family. Modern Family is not correct. I'm sorry. Thank you so much, man. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Nathan. Nathan, how are you? Good, you. Good, man. I'll play the clue. You tell us what it is. Here it is. What show is that from, Nathan? Uh, The Good Place. It is not The Good Place. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. See you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Morant. Morant? Uh, Grant with a G. Oh, Grant. I thought he said Morant, too. Yeah, Grant. One <laughs> second. Famous television show's theme song. You guessed it correctly. I'm going to hook you up. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
Grant, you sound like someone who knows what this is. What is it? Well, I know what I think it sounds like. It sounds like the Teletubbies. Oh, the Teletubbies. <laughs> okay. I see how you got there. I You're see. just like, oh, like there's no chance in hell, but oh. Okay. okay. Uh, it is not the Teletubbies, Grant. I'm sorry, man. It's all good. Have a good day. All right, see you later. That creepy-ass son on that show. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Jeff. Jeff, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Jeff, here's your clue. (laughs) Jeff, what show is that? Glee. It is Glee, Jeff. (laughs) You are qualified now for that senior uh, PGA VIP package we're giving away that'll include tickets and some other stuff. Uh, just for qualifying, we're going to throw you a 12-pack of Kerr's Light. Hang on the line. Gibby has to get some personal info from you, okay? Awesome. Thank you. All right. You're a beer drinker, right? Uh, I'm not, but I know plenty of Surprise. people are. Yes. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Is it because he watches Glee? Is that why? I, you said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. I did not. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Mm. I just, yeah, I didn't. I've never watched Glee. I have no idea. I watched a few episodes in the beginning because the lady that I was with was watching it, so that's as far as it got for me. Couldn't get into it. That part of my life will approach at some point. Oh, my yeah. children want to watch it and whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm in no hurry No, to wrap my head around a show like that right now. I'd, I'd rather watch things like The Laundry Guy. Right. Right. Something a little bit more stimulating. <laughs> I was watching Bar Rescue last night. God, that show's brutal. That's an interesting show for sure. It's a bad show. It's so scripted and so over the top. Over the top for sure. I, I would I would agree with you on that one. That man, there's no way he acts like that all the time. No. No, surely not. But I mean maybe. I doubt it though. I doubt I my my girlfriend likes it. I guess her and her dad used to sit back and watch it as like a bonding sort of thing or okay. whatever. I don't know. I'm just I watched it and I'm like, it's uh, uh Try that again. Uh, with a lot of those <laughs> reality TV shows, goddamn, man, that tick really hit me hard. Uh, with a lot of those shows, I can't do it because it's like over-the-top drama and just yelling and screaming. I'm just like, nah, I'm good on that. We started watching uh, Mayor of of Easttown. Okay. Mayor of Easttown, Kate Winslet. It's a detective series. Mm-hmm. Five episodes. And... It's fascinating about it is Kate Winslet plays the cliche. Any detective show, any show where there's a detective and they're trying to figure out a, like a murder kidnap, the detective's always like a piece of crap human being. Oh, yeah. And they drink a lot. They yeah. drink during the day. They drink what? during shit. Like, they're just a mess <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but do you know what they have to put up with, Corbin? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I get it. They see some <laughs> heinous things. but And their kid, their family life's a mess. Like, it's just... So cliche, right? And she, but she kills it. Oh. She's a fantastic actress. Was that on like HBO Max yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. I have to get that. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break and we'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show, ninety-seven five KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, nine one eight four six zero KMOD can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Our listeners are awesome coming up. Plus, Jeff Hensley is going to join us. So here's what you can do. If you're trying to figure out like a custody situation or a divorce or something like that, Jeff will help you. You just got to ask the question. 
And you can do that a couple of ways. You can call when he's on in the studio with us at 9, or you can text BMMS space, whatever your question is, to the phone number 82945, or you can send an email to show at KMOD.com. Again, we'll do that at 9. Let's see what Gimpy has for 4x4. There was an illegal marijuana grow site found in Death Valley, Corbin. Uh, officials say that marijuana grow sites can damage or destroy parts of the National Park. Rangers found it tucked away in a remote canyon near the border uh, between California and Nevada. They say that illegal pot grows are also known to threaten hikers who come across their crops. Huh. I feel that's natural. I mean, it happens in the movies, too. Can, so. can weed grow in Death Valley? Can it grow in that dry climate? I, I guess so. I mean... They had something going on there. Now, I don't know if they're hauling water in or whatever. Got some kind of irrigation system set up, but apparently so. It's a weed. It can grow anywhere, so they say. Um, North Korea calls the Biden admin plans hostile. North Korea is warning the U.S. of an all-out showdown. Uh, Officials claim that the White House has insulted the country's leadership by criticizing North Korea's human rights situation. Uh, Joey B's (laughs) national security advisor says that their policy is aimed at solutions, not hostility. Uh, This comes after the U.S. said it will explore diplomacy with North Korea and in an effort to achieve denuclearization. They literally, on goodwill trips where they allow people into the country, they create fake grocery stores. (laughs) Right. And drive you by them like, ah, see, they get groceries. Everybody's happy here. (laughs) Nothing to see. Nothing to see at all. Lubbock, Texas is going to become the largest sanctuary city for the unborn. It says here that it would become the nation's largest city to ban abortion. About 62% of the voters said yes to making it a sanctuary city for the unborn. The proposition instructs the city of Lubbock to enact an ordinance that outlaws abortion in the city and declaring the city as a sanctuary city. The mayor, Dan Pope, released a statement saying in part that the ordinance could go in effect as early as June 1st. It's a pretty big deal, I think. And then lastly, here's... Yeah, to tell women what they can do with their bodies, yeah. Right. Lastly, here, students at Tulsa Public Schools have to wear their mask even though the mandate has expired. Uh, Facebook post yesterday said by the district that it was important to know that safety practices at Tulsa Public Schools will not change. Uh, Staff say that masks must cover the nose and the mouth. They must be worn at any time or place. People are present. The only exceptions are outdoors eating and mask breaks. And masks should be two or more layers. The my, the, where my kid goes to school, they send a thing pretty much saying the same thing. Like, yes, we understand this has ended in the city and da 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 da, da. Right. We feel we're still in our best situation to do X, Y, Z, wear masks. Right. Uh, in between classroom changes and things like that and some of the other rules that they set up. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got to figure out their own rules. They're not alone in that. Right. A lot of places are like, you still got to wear a mask. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Right. We understand it's expired. However, this is my business. Yeah. I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. Let's do balls to the wall sports. We're going to unpack this a little bit, but Oakland, Oakland Athletics left-hander Jesus Lazardo will be off the mound for a while. Lazardo is out after breaking the pinky on his pitching hand while he, quote, thumped it on a table while playing a <laughs> video game before the start of, mm. of it on Saturday. So mm. as an avid gamer, yes. what, what did he do? When thump, like, thump, like, he 
flick your finger like, right, right. like he was holding the controller and kind of swayed back and forth and hit it on the side of a table. What do you think happened? My guess is that he uh, was losing uh, to a 12-year-old <laughs> that lives in his mama's basement. At his uh, microphone thing? Okay. Absolutely. And just getting trolled by this kid, right? And uh, so he got mad, and he threw the controller down. But when he threw the controller down, just kind of like real, brah, right? Just put it down. He ended up hitting his hand, his little pinky, on the table and broke it. Like because, he and then yeah, followed through? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so in the end, he broke his pinky <laughs> throwing a fit. That's what I just assumed mm. happened, but mm. I haven't been a gamer for a long time, so I didn't want to jump to conclusions. Yeah, that's about the only way that that could happen. Bump it. I thumped it on the table. Thump is oh. a very light term, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. You to don't... create a hairline fracture on a Exactly, pinky. a break. You don't break anything by thumping it. If that was the case, I would have hairline fractures all over my skull. You know, dad and brothers, you know. Right, thumping, thumping you on the, the top of the head. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. I wish we knew what game he was playing. Had to have been like Call of Duty, well, right? It has to be. It has to be. Or it's probably something stupid like Spider-Man or whatever, you know? Or the semi-truck game that you... <laughs> God damn it, I spilt my load again. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it down and get past and stomp off, and you're like... Oh, man, just... What's the game? Snow Runner. <laughs> Snow... Runner. That would be even better if he was playing some really stupid, <laughs> obscure game like that. Yes. yes. <laughs> Kyle Bush is taking home his first win of the season. This is so fantastic. I'm not making this up. Mm-hmm. Bush held off the field for on his 36th birthday at the Bushy McBush 400. So let me give you that headline a little bit better. <laughs> Kyle Bush won the Bushy McBush 400 at Kansas Speedway. Kevin Harvick finished second. Kozlowski took third. Did they allow the internet to name that? I don't, I don't know. I saw it yesterday when I was flipping through and stopped on it and watched for a little bit. And I was like, no, is it really called the Bushy McBush? That is awesome. Well played. Really just given up, man. They're like, <laughs> Have they? I've we? got, we're talking about it more than we probably should. I guess you're probably right. That is awesome. And he won on his birthday. I mean, to win on your birthday, awesome. Yeah. To win on your birthday and win the McBushy Bush face. <laughs> <laughs> Easily of all the trophies you put up in, on your trophy shelf. Oh, that one takes that one You put that one, you're like, okay, so this is what I got uh, for Darlington, and this is what I got for uh, for uh, Indianapolis. Right. Uh, but this one, <laughs> look at the name of this one right here. The Bushy, Bushy McBush face. <laughs> all right. Congratulations. I'm so proud. <laughs> That's a, Now, I'm not a NASCAR guy in the sense that I would go to a race. Yeah. I'd go to that race and buy that shirt. For sure. Uh, I went to the Bushy McBush face race, and I got, <laughs> all, all I got was this stupid T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, our listeners are awesome, plus Jeff Hensley will join us at 9. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Jeff Hensley is going to join us in about an hour, and you can ask your question to him about family law. But right now, we've got our listeners are awesome. And Samantha's joining us. Hi, Samantha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Samantha is married, been married for nine years. Congratulations. You have four kids. And what is the age range of your children? 24 to 14. Okay. 
So you're on the backside of that uh, being, you're almost an empty nester, I guess might be the right term. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're, on the, we're, we're seeing the finish line. Yeah. And you, were you married before? I, I was. Um, I was married for 13 years to my kids, my, my logical kids' dad. And uh, I have two, and my husband has two. So we're a blended family. We okay. have four total. Looking back, like at the 24-year-old, what is a hard moment you can recall about raising a tw- that who's now 24, that child? Oh, he, he's a boy. And I always thought girls were, were harder, but I, I have to tell you that our two boys have really... They've been the more troublesome. Hmm. The girls have been pretty easy. So just normal rebellion, teenage stuff. Not they're not bad kids, but the the boys get into more more stuff than the girls. The girls tend to take care of their business, where the boys you kind of gotta harp them more. Like, did he eat dirt as a child? <laughs> no, no, my daughter did though. <laughs> right on. Uh, and tell me something about like a moment you're most proud of between your kids that sticks out in your mind. When I said that, what's something that popped in your brain that you're the most proud of? Just, they've all been through a lot in life and they haven't let it define them. They haven't used that as an excuse. Well, they haven't been the victim also, you know, they, yeah, bad things happen, but they pick themselves up and we, we go on. And, you know, my daughter's in college. Um, she's getting her nursing degree. And, uh, you know, it's the, both boys have good jobs. And, of course, the younger one, she's still in middle school. But just no matter what, they haven't let the, the tragedy of life get them down is that something you instilled in them like something you said over and over do you have a dr seuss poster up like how do you what do you um (laughs) what do you connect that to on how you raise them i i just i think maybe it is my personality rubbing off on them because i'm the type that no matter how bad you have it you can't sit around feeling sorry for yourself because somebody out there has has had something you know, more traumatic than you've had. So, you know, it, yeah, it sucks, but be thankful for what you got and, you know, don't let it define you. You choose to be happy. And so I choose to be happy and I want them to choose to be happy. It's awesome. Uh, this says, uh, I don't know how to transition to this, so I'm just going to dry shift into it. So uh, it says here that... I'm supposed to ask about your dad's murder for hire? Yes. Um, so 10 was, years ago. So your dad, well, let's, let's slow that. Let's pull. So your dad hired someone to murder or someone was hired to murder your dad? Someone was hired to murder my dad. Oh my gosh. How old were you? Um, I was 33. And okay. It's, is is he alive? Did did they were they did they do it? Yeah, they they succeeded. So 
I'm so yeah. sorry. That's that's horrible. How did you find out that he was dead? Um, my stepmom of 16 years called me the next day and said that my dad had passed away in the night last night. So I'm thinking a heart attack, health issues, and uh, told her, you know, what hospital are you at? I'm on my way. And she said, oh, no, we're at the house. So when I arrived at my dad's house, I, I still was thinking, you know, he died of a heart attack. It wasn't until the sheriff's department knocked on the door and I answered that I realized something's not right here. And that's when I, uh, I found out that he had been murdered. So you're back at your house and they knock on your door? No, I was at my dad's house. I had went to, to be with my stepmom and my sister at my at their residence in uh, outside of Broken Arrow. Right. And so they knock on the door and they say what? Um, they come in. They said they're going to look around in the barn um, because that's where the incident happened at was his horse barn. And, uh, and I'm thinking, oh, so at the time I thought he died in a sleep. And then when I found out he actually died in the barn, I kind of, you know, the wheels are turning, like, what is going on? And so they went out there, and after about 20 minutes, I finally got up and just went out there. And that's when the sheriff informed me that my dad did not die of natural causes. He was actually shot and murdered. Oh, my gosh. And when you arrived, did your mom, stepmom, did she look... Discouraged, upset, scared, sad? Uh, no, she actually, when I walked in, um, of course I didn't knock, it's my dad's house. Um, I walked in, she never got up off the couch, never really acknowledged me. She did holler at my uh, younger sister and say, uh, Samantha's here, and I could see in her bedroom, and she was in there with some boy jumping on the bed. How old was your sister? She was 14. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. Now, maybe on in reflection, this looks different, because I, I don't know how the story plays out. Did your stepmother have the character traits of someone who just lost their love? No. No, not at all. She, uh... She she acted like it was just another day. You know, she was sitting on the couch, smoking a cigarette, talking to some lady that I, I didn't know at the time. But she was no tears, no crying, no nothing. No, oh, you know, greeting me, I'm so sorry, none of that. Just like, hey, Samantha's here. That was it. Tell me about the emotion roller coaster. You get the call, your dad had passed away. And then you're on your way over there, and you're obviously there's got to be some sadness happening that you can't believe your dad's gone. And then to go on the roller coaster of wait, someone someone killed him. Yeah. Well, um, my kids were with me when I found out, and so I'm I'm a very protective mom. So they knew something was wrong. They just didn't know. I didn't tell them what yet. So uh, I just said I ha we have to get get to Papaws is what I said, 
And uh, so on the way, I, you know, told him that he had passed away and stuff. And uh, so, you know, I was trying to be strong because I didn't want them seeing me fall apart and, you know, make them fall apart. I was I was being strong for them. But the whole time I was on my way there, it was like a 45 minute car ride from where I live. I kept thinking something is just off. You know, and I remember telling my my husband, I was married to my children's dad at the time, that I was like, well, Trish and I, which is my stepmom's name, I was like, we're probably fixing a fight because I want an autopsy because something's just not making sense here. And, uh, you know, we get there and I was correct. Something was not making sense there. (laughs) And so I I was super relieved when the sheriff's department showed up. I was like, finally, you know, I was happy to see somebody else thought something was out of place in this situation. So was he still in the barn when you arrived? No, um, no. She had called 911 the night before about, I want to say about 830 when she arrived home from Tulsa. She called 911 acting like she found him in the barn, um, not breathing and, uh, Pretended to do CPR and all the right things, you know, on the 911 call. And uh, so they had taken him that night, The and the medical examiner came. And during the examination is when they determined that, it was, no, he, the reason he died was that he had been shot in the head. Yeah, that uh, medical examiner probably could figure that out pretty quickly, that it wasn't yeah. a heart attack. Um, yeah, yeah. So what happens? The sheriff, you, you go out there, you talk to them, and they're like, yeah, something isn't right. They then what? Come back in, question your mother, uh, stepmother? Um, no, not at the time. Um, after he told me that my dad was murdered, I was just like, what do we need to do to catch her? Because I knew instantly it was her. Oh, you knew um, right. You were convinced right away it was her. Yes. Yeah. Why? You know, my my dad didn't have he didn't have any enemies. I mean, he didn't like he didn't go a lot of places. His routine was he went to work, he came home. That was the extent of him, you know, his life. He enjoyed being home and being outside with his animals and stuff. They lived down a dead end road, so it's not like some random stranger's going to show up, you know. And there was nothing stolen. So it wasn't a robbery. So the only person with motive was her. So they you they they don't they don't talk to her right away. Tell me the chain no. of events from the you they tell you it's murder to current day. So go give me the the broad stroke and then we'll go from there. All right. Um they called in the OSBI to handle the investigation. And then when they arrived, they come into the house. I had stayed outside. Me and my other sister, my older sister, arrived at this time. So me and her family and our kids and stuff, we were kind of sitting outside. And my grandparents, my dad's parents, has arrived by this time. So we kind of stayed outside, uh, you know, in in the yard. And uh, the OSBI arrived, and uh, that's when they announced, to everybody, hey, we have a homicide here. Everybody here at the house needs to go to the Wagner County Courthouse. 
to be interviewed. And so uh, we pretty much all loaded up and went to Wagner County Courthouse and waited our turn to be interviewed. What are the, what's the small talk conversations like at that time? It just, my dad's family, my side, you know, of course knew we all felt that she had something to do with it. At the time, I really didn't know that my, my sister would have had something to do with it. To be honest with you, she was only 14. And, uh, but I did know that, that my stepmom definitely had a part in it. You just said something. Hold on. You just said something. And I feel like we got to the, the climax, but that's okay. Your sister was involved? Yes, actually, um, very involved. So how did you, how did they find out who it was? Um, through like uh, they put surveillance, uh, took their phone, search warrant, uh, and they found the gun that was used under the house. <laughs> yeah, that's do a very good. Job yeah, that's not a very good way to dis- discard, discard a weapon. Um, so no, so that wasn't smart. <laughs> so who did it, or tell me who did it and why their what their motive was. Um, his name was Michael Richardson. He was 17 at the time. Uh, he lived in Oklahoma City. So he was kind of recruited for this. Uh, he was talking to my sister, the 14-year-old, kind of like as a boyfriend-girlfriend kind of conversation. And during this time, she was telling him, you know, how her dad was abusive and mean to her and mean to her mom and that you know, they needed to find somebody to get rid of him and ask him to do it. And, you know, I think um, after some convincing and the promise of uh, sexual relations with my sister and $6,000, he agreed for them to come and pick him up. And so that day they rented a car, drove to Oklahoma City and picked him up and brought him back to the house. And then what, drove him back to Oklahoma City? No, he actually stayed there at the house after it happened. He stayed the night and stayed with them a few days. And so your sister goes to your stepmom and is like, hey, I got this guy. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I think it was more... They were their relationship really wasn't mother daughter. It was more like best friends. Um, they uh, they wanted my dad out of the picture. He was the only one with a job, so they kind of needed him still. So the best solution they came up with was we'll just get it, we'll just have him killed and we'll collect the life insurance money and start our new life without him. So that that was their motivation. Did you have a close relationship with your sister? I can't imagine it was super close being the age difference. No, um, my daughter did, which made this really extremely hard. Uh, my daughter and her were, there's a few years in age difference. And I have a niece that's kind of close in age that they were close with her. Um, they would, you know, go stay the night a couple times a month up there with her and hang out and do what teenage girls do. So for for her to be involved, you know, really, 
it, it was hard on, on, on my kids because they lost their grandpa. They lost their grandma because she, my, my dad and Trish had been married 16 years. She actually done it on their 16th wedding anniversary. Wow. And they lost a, an aunt all at, you know, in one day pretty much. So did they, are they all in jail? Um, Trish, my stepmom, she got life without parole. Michael, the kid that actually pulled the trigger, I think he got 28 years to 35. I'm not real exactly sure. Um, I kind of feel bad for him. I think, I know that sounds crazy since he is the one that killed my dad, but I think he was lied to and was just taken advantage of. And uh, and my sister is out. She got out when she right before she turned eighteen. She what? was tried as a juvenile. Yes, um, she was tried as a juvenile because her mother Trish was pretty smart. She blamed the whole thing on her daughter. She said she had nothing to do with it. That this was all Michelle and. Every all the text messages and stuff, most of that came from Michelle's phone, the daughter. So there wasn't a whole lot of evidence against Trish without Michelle testifying against her mom. So to make that happen, you had to de- we had to decide, okay, well, we'll let Michelle, you know, be tried as a juvenile in exchange for her testifying against her mother. And so that was the choice we had to make because regardless, Michelle had, did have a very big role in it. She was 14 at the time. And I really truly believe that this wouldn't have happened without Trish. I mean, based but on what you're saying, sure. it sounds like it. So do you talk to her to like, when she got out, did you talk to her? Did you pick her up? Like, uh, no, <laughs> no, I actually, I, I haven't spoken to her since all this happened. Um, we've done a couple of TV shows about this. And when a new TV show comes out, people on Facebook will track her down, you know, so, and they'll send me like information about her. She lives in Arizona. I do know that. Um, she's married, got two kids now. Um, she has her own business which it's like a home remodeling business. And uh, she named it Dad's Home Restoration. Oh! Ain't that some bull? <laughs> I mean... Yeah. She has so experience. That, I found Ugh. this out about a year ago. Now, that one kind of did get to me, and I did go on that business Facebook page, and I did comment, like, I just find it ironic that that's what you call your business considering you murdered your own dad that's straight call so that that's about <laughs> yeah um and uh, her husband messaged me on facebook threatening to sue me and all kinds of stuff for slander and i was like it's not slander if it's true <laughs> so, she literally went to jail uh i'm like literally she confessed i mean i'm nothing i you know but i kind of think he might not have known if right he, i think he because this is a you know she was a kid unless he googled her name he probably didn't know and apparently she didn't tell him 
Do you think you could ever get to a place where you forgive either one of them? Oh, no. No. I, I don't hate them. I just don't have no use for them. Right. You know, the thing is, is they they took my dad, not, a, you know, away from me, away from my kids, away from my sister, her kids. Um, my niece was scheduled to give birth a week after the, my dad's murder. It was going to be his first great-grandson. And you couldn't wait a week? You know, it's just... I mean, I think that waiting a week. <laughs> I hear you. Like, I don't know like, if it would be worse just, or better like, if a week would. I know, right? Well, the, and the funny, the horrible thing is, is Trish and Michelle was at the hospital when, you know, the baby was born because they wasn't arrested yet. So we had to just go on pretending nothing was wrong Oy. until they got enough evidence to arrest them yeah so they were still you know coming around uh being family like for nothing ever happened. three or four weeks giving hugs like nothing mm-hmm. ever happened mm-hmm. no but uh, at the funeral that was interesting so in uh at the cemetery trish my stepmom had put something in my dad's basket before it they lowered it. And so I hung around until after everybody left. And the, the, one of the guys that's over the cemetery was my dad's best friend. And so I'm like, pull that back up. And he's looking at me like I lost my mind. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing she put in there is going in the ground with my dad. And, you know, he thought I was just at the time being dramatic or whatever, and uh, later on, after she was arrested, he came. He was like, okay, now I know why you wanted to make sure nothing she put in there stayed. <laughs> what was it? You know, what did he put in there? Um, they put a note. She put a note uh, talking about how much she loved him and missed him. And, yeah, I actually still have it. Lies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you were on what TV shows have you been on? I've been on Snap. Uh, Fatal Vows, uh, Murder Calls, American Monster, and Crime Watch Daily. Wow. And do they pay you for those interviews? No, not per se. It, um, what they do is they give you, if they use like any of your home movies or pictures, they'll pay you like per picture or whatever. It, I mean, it's not amounts to a whole lot. You know, it's like maybe a thousand dollars. Girl, you got to hold out. <laughs> you got to hold out. I'm not. I'm being serious. If they do, uh, I, me and my, I have my older sister. We always say if they, if they do it into a, a like a a Dateline movie, yeah, like no, we're we're gonna get paid for that. Yeah, I think you. I think you got to hold out for money, more money in the future. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy story for yeah. sure. And so how are you now? Obviously, you're still sad that your dad's gone, but how are you with all that? That's a lot to deal with, especially if uh, you don't have a good support system and you went through a divorce and some other things. I did. That's right after that happened, I went through a divorce. I'm, I'm, I'm really good. I think I just, 
you know, uh, yes, I lost my dad. There's people out there that lose their kids. You know, it's horrible. Don't get me wrong. It's horrible, life-changing, but I choose to be happy. I choose to go on. My dad would, that's what he would want. You know, I, I think it's made me more driven in life. I think before I was kind of just settling. Like, oh, yeah, I wasn't unhappy, but I wasn't, like, happy, happy. So, you know, after after his death, I was like, you know, yeah, I got divorced. Um, I Before this happened, I didn't have a career. I kind of, I stayed home, take care of my kids. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to be independent. I'm going to, I'm going to make something. So, so I think that's, that's that drive in me. That's where it comes from to, you know, somehow make him proud. Yeah, of course. So, so I, you know, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely happy in my life. Um, you know, of course I miss my dad. Um, it, your your life's never the same, right? Uh, holidays forever suck. I'm, I'm yeah. Just gonna, I used to be hor- Christmas was horrible because you know it's not the same. And then probably two years into it, it hit me. You know, I had thirty some Christmases with my dad. My kids didn't get that chance, but they're having Christmases with me, and I'm running them by being a pouty person you know by being depressed and not you know celebrating i'm ruining my kids christmas so i decided right then yeah it won't be the same but you've got to make new memories new traditions yeah well i think that's a great attitude i'm sorry all that happened one texting question came in real quick we've run out of time but it's a good question to ask what happened to the life insurance me and my sister got it. Me and my older sister got it. Yeah. Well, listen, take care so, of, take care of those kids and uh thank you for sharing your story and uh we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Thanks, Samantha. We gotta take a break and we'll be Tulsa's morning show. Oh yeah. Is coming right back. The big man morning show. Tulsa's rock station, ninety seven five KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show. I can't believe that she didn't get much like she was out at 18. Yeah. I can't believe that. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I guess they do things differently for the juveniles. I, For me, man, I think it should be a life sentence no matter what. No matter what your age is. You took somebody's life. Well, she didn't. True, she did not. There was an actual trigger man in that one, but you were part of it. She didn't drive to go get him? Mm. Well, right. she, well, she went with the ma. She didn't drive? Right, right. The adult didn't stop it? I'm just going with my mom. I'm 14. I got to do what mom says. Yeah, yeah. You're dating a girl. Yes. Well, let's just go. You're, you're dating now. Yeah. You're dating this girl. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, I got to share about my past. I was in juvie. Oh, yeah? What'd you do? I mean, I didn't do anything. Oh. Well, you don't get locked up for not doing anything. Well, my stepmom killed, had my dad killed. Okay. Is that a deal breaker? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, because why? 
that's murder. And it doesn't matter if you didn't do it. Technically, you didn't pull the trigger. You you were a part of it. You got locked up. There's a reason why you're locked up. Okay? It's one, th- one thing like, not a deal breaker. You get busted for manufacturing meth. Right? I'll let that one slide over murder. I don't know, man. I don't know, because... <laughs> Like manufacturing meth, you could slide back into that pretty quickly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And yet we don't recognize that in this scenario. Uh-huh. But murder, you're like, oh, you'll slide back into that. It's like, you know, the taste of human flesh. Once you got it, <laughs> you once, can't stop yourself. Right. Once you've hired somebody to kill somebody else for yeah, you. Right. you <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Now, I'm with <laughs> you. Like, she clearly has displayed no remorse or concern for human life, specifically of her father's. Right, right. But she, at least to this guy, sold him the bill of goods yeah. that he was abusive. Yeah. I don't know if he was. Probably wasn't. Right. Chance he could have been. Right. I don't know. Right. Anything could happen. We weren't there. So if that's the case, mm-hmm. she's like, no, 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 no. He was abusive. You go. Uh, that sucks. If you, I mean, this is after she's already gotten out of jail, right? Yeah, like We're you're dating. That, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, the, I mean, that's that's terrible, but... There's that's no reason to kill a man. I mean, I guess you can get into an argument with her about that, but <laughs> I'm not getting into any arguments with this lady. That's what I'm life. saying. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, well, this has been fun. For real, yeah, that's a deal breaker, right? You ghost there. her, or do you go, hey, I, we can't date anymore? And she's like, what do you mean? Right, yeah, no, you ghost <laughs> that bitch, man. You ghost that bitch, and you move to the other side of town, other side of the state. Uh, Jeff Hensley is going to join us in 15 minutes. If you have a question about a family law scenario where you know that killing them isn't the best idea, (laughs) Jeff can answer on how to do that. So we'll get to that uh, coming up at 9 o'clock. Get your question to us. Email at show at KMOD.com. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. Ooh, this is a good either or. Would you rather found out your mom had a sex tape or murdered somebody? Ooh, I'd rather find out my mom had a sex tape. I think so. I mean, I don't want to watch it, but at least you can still look at her decently. Oh, our listeners finding this play, this business. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Sam Burns is celebrating his first career PGA Tour victory. The 24-year-old fired a 368 in Sunday's final round of the Valspar Championship in Florida to beat Keegan Bradley by three strokes. Burns finished Burns finished at 17 under par for the tournament. Victor Hovland and Cameron Triangle, Triangle tied for third, minus 13. Up next, PGA Tour heads to Charlotte for the Wells Fargo Championship beginning Thursday at Quail Hollow. And uh, go back to another one here. Pascal Sycam scored 39 points as the Raptors topped the Lakers 121 to 114 in LA. Kyle Lowry added 37 for Toronto and the Raptors snapped a three-game slide. The Lakers have lost six of seven and are 10 games back in the West. Damn. So they are probably not going to make 
the playoffs, mm. which, you know, that's got to make LeBron happy. Oh, of course. No, no. Does not make does not make him happy. LeBron not happy, bruh. Yeah. I should, <laughs> that's I how just, I see they going down. Uh, and then I want to bring up Kyle Bush when in the Bushy McBush face. <laughs> because that's just funny. Actually, it's I'm adding words. It's the Bushy McBush 400. It's not, there's no face. Either way, still hilarious. Thank you, Internet. That's Balls the Wall Sports. I'm Corbin on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. On Mondays, we like to try and help you guys out. And at the request of Jeff Hensley from Hensley and Associates, he wants to help out too. And we're going to let him. And he's on with us now. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. Corbin, how are you? I'm good. Jeff can handle any question you have about family law, divorce, a guardianship. Maybe someone knocked on your door and said, you're going to be a dad. And you're like, no way. Jeff can help answer some of those questions on what the future can look like or what your legal responsibilities or options are. But you got to ask the question. And you can do that by calling 918-460-KMOD, 918-460-KMOD, or you can email show at KMOD.com. Or if you can condense it and put it in a text, we'll accept that too. B-M-M-S space, and then whatever the question is, to 82945. An email we got yesterday, uh, Jeff says, two years ago, my wife and I moved to Oklahoma City from the Tulsa area due to a work transfer. The father of my stepdaughter protested the relocation, and after mediation, we agreed to modify the orders and let her remain in the area with her dad. As time has gone on, the schedule has gotten worse for her due to his hectic work schedule, uh, in as, as a first responder. There are several days a week where my stepdaughter doesn't see him and is forced to spend the night with grandparents and the girlfriend of her dad. She doesn't have a bedroom at these places, and this constant back and forth interferes with school and extracurricular activities. My wife is a stay-at-home mother who is always available to take care of our children. My stepdaughter is currently 11 years old. Is it worth attempting to modify the orders and get the court involved in moving her back in with us? And do you think we'd have a good case? Well, I mean, here's the thing. You've got to first look and see and tally up what exactly has changed. And the reason I, I mention that is because once a decree has been entered, the standard is different. During the time that you're actually doing a divorce, the initial part, initial divorce or the initial paternity paperwork, the standard is best interest. But once that has been signed off by a judge, if you want to modify anything, no matter what it is, you have to show that there's been a substantial change in circumstance that would warrant a change in the visitation schedule or custody or whatever it may be. So, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of things going on in this case. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, interference with school and all these other things. And, you know, that typically will rise to the level of substantial change um, to do that, especially if it is adversely affecting the child in some way. And if it is, then you have a case to do a modification. Now, if you're just wanting to modify it because, you know, you just want more time, then that's not a reason to modify a uh, an order simply because it doesn't rise to the level or the burden you have to prove to the court that there's been a substantial change. So in, in this case, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot going on and that there's definitely a potential case for a modification. Absolutely. Cause it sounds like it's adversely affecting 
the the kid. Absolutely. Uh, Brian is joining us on the phone. If you got a question, you can call it 918-460-KMOD. Brian, what's your question for Jeff Hensley of Hensley & Associates? Um, yeah. Um, I had no custody of my daughter, but me and my ex had an agreement going on. And she got involved with DHS and got the, my daughter taken away from her. Okay. And I'm trying to get my daughter from DHS, but they say, they have custody of her now, and I really don't have any rights to her anymore. How do I go about right. Well, here's my first question. What county is this in? Oh, well, she lives in Missouri, so it'd be in okay. Springfield. So this is why I asked that question, okay? I can only speak to Oklahoma law. I have no idea what Missouri law is. I don't practice law there. Um, so it's one of those things that your specific question would be better answered by somebody from Missouri because I believe, I don't know for a fact, but I believe that the laws for paternity are different in that state. Oklahoma, since 2011, dads have zero rights until they file something in a court of law. So if the child were down here in DHS custody down here, then we would file a paternity action and then get going that way so that we can get your, your child into your care. But since it's in Missouri, you want to call a Missouri attorney to make sure exactly how they handle it. Because every DHS system is a little different too. So my suggestion would be is whatever county sh this is going on in, call an attorney there and they can give you advice on how to handle that. Okay, thank you. Hold on a second, Brian. Uh, Jeff, I can only imagine he feels overwhelmed with all this already. How, how do you find an attorney besides just going to the phone book or looking them up online? What is your advice to find the right attorney to help you um, because there's so many different attorneys by category uh, in the areas sure. they practice, but to know you're getting a good one. Sure. And I mean, here's the thing. First of all, don't believe everything you read on Google reviews. Okay. As far as um, those kind of things, we all know how those work, but you know, what I usually tell people is, is call the local bar association and talk to them and see who's in that area. Some, uh, for example, Tulsa County, has a program where you can talk to a lawyer in whatever area that you need to talk to for a certain fee for, I think, 15 or 30 minutes or something. So, um, you know, it, it's always good to call the bar associations either in the state or in the county and see who they suggest. Um, also, too, if, if typically most bar associations have a particular committee or group, for example, we have family law uh, committees, and so you can c call the head of that and see who they recommend or something like that in your in that area that you need to be in as far as county is concerned. So, you know, that's a great way to do it is to call the bar associations and see exactly who is the best in that area. Okay. Good luck, Brian. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you later. I can only imagine uh, the overwhelming feeling, Jeff, when you're dealing with something like that, and then you're, you, you just don't know where to start. Like, how do you just start, how do you blindly dial and get an attorney? Well, I mean, people do. I mean, and, the, and they go online and they, they look, too. I mean, that's one way people look at it. Um, but you always want to remember that just because... Well, again, bar associations are a way to a good way to do that. Friends, uh, word of mouth, referrals, all those kind of things. Those are always great, too. Um, but, you know, if you've ever got any questions, just call the attorney directly and ask him, see what's going on. Um, or, again, just 
do your research, do your background, see what's going on, see how many cases they've handled, all those kind of things. Jeff, Aaron is on the phone. Aaron has a question about divorce. Aaron, go ahead. You're on with Jeff Hensley of Hensley and Associates. Hopefully I can word this properly. I read on OSCN that if you are ordained in a different state, and in order to perform a marriage in, say, Tulsa, you have to file with the county clerk, correct? That's my understanding. Yes. Okay. So my mom was ordained in Texas, and she performed a marriage with me and my ex in 2012, but never filed with the clerk. So does that make the marriage null and void, and do I still have to continue on with my divorce? That's a very interesting question. Um, I love it. I just <laughs> stop and think for a minute. This is a new one. I mean, we don't normally get a lot of these, these kind of questions. Um, where was the marriage? I mean, where did you guys actually do the marriage? I guess here in Oklahoma? Yeah. Yeah. It was in Oklahoma in my living room. <laughs> okay. Um, did you get a marriage license? And if so, I did. what county is it in? Tulsa. Okay. And you filed it. Are you? Are you just not wanting to have a, to do a divorce or what? I mean, because let, let's just say that your marriage was void for some reason. Okay. You've still been living together, holding each other out as husband and wife. So technically you'd fall under the common law statute anyway. Right. So you're still going to need a divorce no matter what. Oh. <laughs> and- yeah. No, I'm halfway. Th- I've already filed divorce. He didn't answer because he was out of state, but was served. So now I have to file for the default and do the um, coping with divorce class or whatever it is. But I was do hoping you have, do that you children? because of, yeah, okay. yeah. So I was. So just yeah, you just you would just default just it out. Yeah, no, I mean, just do, I mean, do your class. It's online. You know, it's mm-hmm. like four hours. Get it done. Get it over with, and then do the default. Make sure he gets he gets service on it, and then you'll be done. Yeah, but what if they can't find him? Because I know that, as far as I know, he's pretty much couch hopping, I guess. Um, well, how'd you get him served the first time? Uh, his brother actually accepted on his behalf. <clears throat> I mean, there's no requirement that the default be restricted to just that person. Okay, those typically exist in other things like guardianships and adoptions and things like that, but you know, mm-hmm. if you know so where he's at, much, did you know where he's working? Um, no, I, he, I haven't spoken to him in six years. But, well, I mean, you, you knew where to send it to his brothers. That's why I'm asking. So well, uh, maybe you had some insight usually information. When, usually when he would leave, um, he would go back to Utah and live with his parents. So that's the only address that I know of. Gotcha. Well, you know, if you can't get him served by a process server or green card or something like that, then you just simply do a publication. Okay, you'll have to, and we can help you with that. So give me a call and be happy to help you with that to get your divorce completed. Okay. Yeah, because I filed pro se just because, you know, unfortunately, you attorneys are pretty pricey and I'm 
not. Yeah, but here's very, the thing. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing, Aaron, is that you could do this and do the paperwork wrong, especially since you've got kind of a hairy situation. You don't want to mm-hmm. get it wrong. You don't want to be down the road and find out your divorce wasn't legal because you did it yourself. You, now, right. you, if well, you needed if you needed uh, a knee surgery, would you look up the video on YouTube and do the <laughs> knee surgery yourself? I, I work for just because the doctor is expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I work for a law firm. Um, we just don't practice family law. So uh, gotcha. I did I did get help from an attorney that used to practice family law prior to um, working for our firm. So I, I know that part's correct. It's just, you know, it, attorneys are you expensive. Hope. <laughs> you hope it's correct. You hope it's correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, I kind of went off of other divorce decrees also well, that's good. on OSCN. Right on. Well, well, you know, just to kind of. All right. Yeah. Aaron, I'm not going to let you continue to give bad advice. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much. Good luck with everything. Okay. Thank you. All right. See you later. Uh, Jeff, your recommendation on uh, going on OSCN and doing copy and paste. Don't do that ever, 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 ever. That is a bad idea. And what are the pitfalls really of doing is. that? Well, you don't know if it's correct. Number one, just because it got entered a doesn't mean necessarily that it's correct, but also two, um, it's one of those things that every case is different and without the proper knowledge on how to handle things and who to serve and how to do it and where to go and what the judges do and this, that, and the other, you're not going to find that on OSC and you're going to get that from, from our firm where we know how to do that. We've been doing this for 12 plus years. We we've dealt with the judges. We know what they expect. We know what the statutes say are required in the decrees because let's say you entered something off of online, right? Okay. And then something happens down the road and you find out, oh, crap, it's screwed up. And I forgot this and I forgot this and this wasn't done. And this wasn't because I didn't know to put that into my decree. Well, that's why you hire us so we can make sure that it's correct and done correctly. Martin's been waiting. Martin, what's your question for Jeff Hensley of Hensley & Associates? Hi, can you? Um, Yes. Okay, uh, quick question about um, child support. I've been on uh, been doing child support for a while, but uh, the mother and I, I think we we can come to agreement to not do it, to discontinue it. And uh, she lives in another state, and the kid lives in another state. But it's it's through uh, it's through here in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's collecting. Well, Oklahoma's yeah, collecting Oklahoma. for the other state, right? Yeah, I believe so. Because uh, we had to go okay. through court here in our, here in my hometown. And um, okay, what the, county is that? DNA, what county you're in? Okay. So, I mean, here's the thing about child support. Do you know whether or not the child is on um, any sort of state assistance, like something like Sooner Care or anything like that? Do you know? Nothing with Oklahoma, no, because she's all in Kansas. Okay. So, to modify it, you're going to need to check with a Kansas DHS attorney and see if it can be modified down to zero. The reason I say this is typically... In most states, if a child is receiving some sort of state assistance, whether it be sooner care, food stamps, whatever it may be, there is a potential that the state has an interest in your child support amount. And the reason they do is because, for example, everyone thinks that sooner care is free. That's the biggest fallacy there is out there. It's not true. Okay, sooner care is paid for, A, by the taxpayers, but it's also paid for by um, people who owe child support. It's always figured into the computation. There's always a percentage that's paid to the state, usually. I mean, there's exceptions. 
But for the most part, that's how it gets paid. So my point is, is that the reason the state may have an interest is because they may want to get their money paid to cover that kid on their state insurance, which in our mm-hmm. state is sooner care. So, you know, can you do it? Yeah. If there's no interest involved from a state, but typically if there is, they will not let you modify it down to zero. It is, it is a rare occurrence. You have to have a really good reason as to why you want to modify it down to zero. And if there's money being paid to the state for insurance or something, they're most likely not going to let you do it. Yeah, I don't know why they would, because the, the kid wasn't born in Oklahoma. You know, her mom and they all live in Kansas. And um, Well, Oklahoma, all Oklahoma is doing is collecting for Kansas. That's all they're doing. Okay. They don't have yeah. a case down here against you or anything like that other than they are in charge of collecting and sending it to Kansas. That's typically how it works from when you've got two states involved. So, you know, Oklahoma is just down here to make sure that they're collecting the amount. And then Kansas will be the one taking the money and sending it to mom for the kid. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing the original order was out of Kansas, not Oklahoma, correct? I really don't know. I just know I get stuff from Sepulpa DHS all the time. So, okay. Well, give me, you know, give your name and number to Gimpy and I'll give you a call later this week and we can talk about it and see where your case is at on that. But, you know, for everyone listening, more than likely Kansas is coll- is the original order in Oklahoma is collecting for Kansas. Martin, so give me a call or we'll give you a call. Martin, hang on the line so Gimpy can get your personal info. Uh, and Jeff, he said something, too, that um, we've talked briefly about before, and that is if you come within if you two come in an agreement outside of the court order or the DHS uh, guidelines or rules, then that doesn't make it just go away because you two decided it. Correct. When you get the courts involved, it doesn't work that way. You have to seek, well, basically permission from the court by way of a judge signing off on what you're wanting to do. And sometimes that's great. Sometimes they're like, no problem. We don't care. That's great. Sometimes they're like, no, that's not great because there's money owed here to the state or whatever it may be. So you always want somebody who knows how that system works, and that's why you want to give us a call. And I would imagine you're giving that other party the power, too, because if you piss them off, they could hold your feet to the fire that you thought you didn't need to be dealing with anymore. That's right, among other things. Absolutely. You want to make sure it's done right and that you are covered. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Last one we're going to get to on the phone is April. April, what's your question for Jeff Hensley of Hensley & Associates? I have a question. In the state of Oklahoma, what child can a, or what age can a child state a preference on a parent that they're living with? In the state of of Oklahoma, a child might voice a preference at the age of 12. Okay. So they can say, you know, I want to go live with dad or mom or whoever it may be, which is fine. Just understand in the state of Oklahoma, that does not mean definitively that's what's going to happen. A judge's responsibility when a child voices a preference is to look and see if that is in the child's best interest. Because let's say kid wants to now move in with dad who has no rules and lets the kid run amok and, you know, he does drugs and all these other things. There's no judge that's going to let that happen because it's not in the child's best interest. So 12 is the age they may voice a preference. Okay, so when you come into a situation where a child is siding with the father and accusing uh, false allegations to live with the father because you've had, I've had sole custody of my son since he was three months old and okay. all of a sudden 
I got served with paperwork accusing all kinds of stuff. Um, there was no D- DHS didn't even take the allegation seriously enough because it's been a DHS call every year for 13 years. All of it's been unsubstantiated. All of it's been a domestic dispute. Um, and You've had DHS call on you every year for 13 years? Every year for 13 years and sometimes twice. Um, everything. And nobody has thought, and, and is it nobody's thought to try and prosecute the person that's making the call every year? And that's right. What this county year is this? In? thought about filing it, yes. What county? Uh, it's Tulsa. That's surprising because Tulsa usually doesn't let people get away with that. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, we got we had an emergency order granted and pending a DHS investigation because the judge was told that there was an investigation. DHS said they did not take that investigation due to the history on the case. Um, and it's been, so we, me and my husband have both decided we've talked to an attorney about, can we do anything for, I mean, this is missed work. This is missed school. And it's been a long 13 years. <laughs> Um, and everyone has been unsubstantiated. They've proved that the child had been coached in the past. And so I'm just trying to figure out if we just need to get a guardian for the child to speak, even though he doesn't want to be here. Um, it's fun at dad's. So that's all I, I can mean. Say. A guardian, a guardian ad litem in a contested case such as yours is always a good idea because it allows the child to have a voice and it allows someone to get in there and do an investigation and see what's going on. Uh, and really give a good report to the court as to a what's going on and b what they think is in the best interest of the child. Of the child. So, you know, if you've got something like this going on, a guardian ad litem is a good choice. I would, I mean, I would use some somebody like that in a case like this. But okay. have there been any criminal charges filed against you or anything like that based upon the allegations they're making? No. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, give us a call. We'd we'd be happy to help you with this. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much. You're welcome. We'll, we'll see you later. Um, Jeff. That's messy. It, it, it's one of those things that we heard multiple times today is either you have a friend tell you something, you think you know, you know someone that knows someone, you have access to OSCN. These are all these are all danger zones, right? These are all potential pitfalls in your legal situation, which you don't need. You have to hire somebody that knows what they're doing, right? Absolutely. You know, we've been doing this a long time. My associate Perry that works for me has been doing this over 30 years. So, you know, we know what we're doing and we would love to help you. Absolutely. And it's important to know that you want it done right the first time. You don't want to keep hashing this out and having to deal with it. That's why you should hire, hire Jeff and the folks at Hensley Associates to help you out. 918-398-5692. I'll tell you what, uh, Jeff's going to give you a free consultation over the phone and kind of help you through some questions to ma- help you make the right decision you need to in your family law scenario. So call him, 918-398-5692. Mention KMOD, the Big Man Morning Show, and Jeff will be happy to talk to you and give you that free consultation. Hensley & Associates, 918-398-5692. Jeff, have a great week. Hey, you too. Take care. We'll take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. 
I could be wrong, but I don't think you need me to tell you the internet's dumb. But it is. It's dumb. We got that figured out already. (laughs) And there's even, like, here's an example. Like, I think OnlyFans, to be fair, is dumb. Okay, then, yeah. I think there's so much free porn on there that on the internet that you pay someone for porn so you can get some perceived access to them. Right, right. I think is is silly. Do you think that the OnlyFans is good for, like, an achievable girl? Like, when you go to, like, the hub or something like that, it's these stars, these models that are just like, there's no way. So, like, people go to OnlyFans simply because, like, it's a girl next door or maybe okay. somebody they know achievable. So, there's two thoughts. As a consumer, mm-hmm. I think OnlyFans is stupid. Mm-hmm. As a revenue stream or a business venture, it's brilliant. Okay. Right? So, if you're a porn star or maybe even a successful stripper, mm-hmm. right, you have an OnlyFans. Right. You can create this perceived access and get close to these people mm-hmm. and make, generate a bunch of revenue. You sure can, yeah. That, uh, that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is brilliant. But it's like paying $20 and you go to the strip club and you go to the champagne room and you're like, no, I'm friends with a stripper. Right. No, you're not. <laughs> right. Right? It's okay. a perceived friendship that isn't really you Got it. Not there. really. Yeah. Okay. And if it gives you endorphins and all that, okay, so what? <laughs> That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you not to do it. I just think it's silly. Much like this influencer who somehow got $1.4 million uh, from people and she's now being investigated. She was posting photos of her on vacation in in Bali and Bali. Uh-huh. Right? Like uh-huh. prom- like again, the internet's stupid. And then this is it even further for me. Mm-hmm. Amazon now has where you can pay to go get a virtual experience somewhere in America. Like as an example, you can take a rickshaw tour through Tokyo's Asuka <laughs> for $19. It's 20 minutes. For $20, okay, for 20 minutes. So it's a dollar a minute to watch a video? Y- yes. I could, yes. I could do that for free on the YouTubes. No, but it's a good video. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's not virtual reality, right? So it's not like you're putting the goggles on and look, I am really in Tokyo right now. Look, I really am walking down the streets of Ireland or something to that effect. Let me name some of the ones that are out there. Okay. For America. Okay. And you tell me if any of them have interest in you. Okay. Rat Pack, Sin Sin City, Las Vegas Mobster History Tour. $49. Oh, not for that price. (laughs) Uh, New Orleans Ghost Tour. No. $49. Yeah, I'm out on that one. Haunted History of Chicago. A virtual walking tour. $49. Forty nine dollars. You're not walking. <laughs> the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. Forty nine dollars. No, I'm good on that. Uh, Stories of Jazz from Louis Arm- Louis Armstrong Park. Fifty three dollars. Mm. Remembering America: A Virtual Visit to Washington D.C.'s Most Notable Sites. Sixty six dollars and fifty cents. So are these just like documentaries? You're paying way too much to watch. That's what it sounds like to me. Right, the ghost tours one, the the jazz. It's just a documentary that you're paying fifty bucks to watch. Chicago River, the historical Chicago River ghost tour, thirty four dollars and fifty cents. No way. 
Uh, historical highlights of old city Philadelphia, $49. Dude, these have like five-star reviews. <laughs> They're all fake reviews. The history of downtown <laughs> Seattle. Okay. A virtual tour of New York City Central Park, the lungs of New York, $63. Beacon Hill in Boston, $49. The murals and mosaics of South Philly, $49. No. I don't understand. I don't understand. No, this is this is um this is brilliant on Jeff Bezos' end, right? Because he knows that there's going to be people that are stupid enough to pay for this service. So he's just capitalizing on retardation is all it is. So I good, mean, I good guess for if, him. I guess if you never are gonna have the means to travel, mm-hmm. then you would do something like this. Uh, sure, sure. On the YouTube where it's free. I'm not, I'm, at least me anyway, $39 to feed a deer at Japan's Nara Deer Park. Oh, is that one of them? That's one of them. Well, you're not feeding the deer, of course. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, truffle Experience discovers secrets of the world's most precious foods. For 60 bucks. No. Truffles, of course, the, the fungus that grows in the ground. You have a dog that can hunt it out or a you pig. You have a pig, yeah. 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 And they're, they're, they're supposed to make everything taste delicious? Sure. You going to pay 60 bucks to watch this guy talk to you about fungus? I guess. <laughs> so here's one. Uh-huh. Violence and splendor in ancient Rome. The Colosseum and its gladiator. $66 for a 45-minute session. In the session, you can take photos by clicking the center camera icon... <laughs> You can take pictures of a video. And your videos, or your photos are available for you to view and download after your session. You can speak with locals. You can activate an external speaker that allows you to communicate directly with people in your host location. Hold on a second. <laughs> what? I get, somebody's going to be walking around that place for me and I can be like, no, 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 go over there? Well, that might make it worth it then. If it's more, the, if it's something like that, then Okay. Because then you could just start. So I could be like, hey, hey, go over there. Hey, you speak as the English. <laughs> hey, grazie. Get that cheesecake. How's that cheesecake? Is that right. good? Is that some good cake? <laughs> That's different. That's totally I different. I thought I was going to be like, someone's, they filmed it once and. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody be watching the same video. If there's a personalized experience and you can have communication and you can you control these people, then then all right, then sign me up. Sixty bucks, go feed the deer. All right, now slap the deer on the back of the head. <laughs> so wait, so hold on. So like, <laughs> I just thought of something. So like, if you want to go into like whatever the Coliseum and you got to stand in line to get tickets, do I stand in line with oh, the person? Good God, I hope. And not. I just got to stand there. I could <laughs> eat up my forty-five minutes. Right. Hey, I'm gonna jump out on this one real quick. Why don't you, when you get up there <laughs> and you're ready to go into the Coliseum, then I'll jump back. Yeah, on. we'll re. We'll, I'll hit unpause <laughs> right. at that time. Right. What? That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, not wasting my time. <laughs> Waiting in line virtually. Good Lord. Sounds like the worst game ever. Uh, yeah, that sounds like... I mean, that is the experience, right? Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there, I mean, there, and then there's like, you can learn how to make a virtual cocktail, a Peruvian Pisco. Okay. Which is a virtual cocktail class. Mm-hmm. 
and learn tango? I mean, you're not going to learn tango. No, you're not. No, you're not. Sip across Argentina, virtually tour the country through cocktails. So I'm going to have a Zoom? Pretty much. To make this drink? (laughs) Pretty much. And you're going to have to buy all the ingredients yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to ship that into uh, to the mail like uh, your magician did. Wait, yeah. it's 60 minutes. How many cocktails are we making? <laughs> well, it just start, it's just really just one. And you make one, then you just kind of sit back and enjoy and shoot the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say it takes five minutes to make a cocktail, which right. I feel like I'm being generous. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I messed it up. I didn't muddle right. that right. We're oh. make, you're making at least 10, right? <laughs> you have to. That's at crazy. Least. And then trying them and drinking them afterwards <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> okay, so of the process, mm-hmm. follow along with your host as you learn about the Pisco Sours distillation distillation and cultural history. <laughs> Discover the importance of stainless steel in the creation process of Peru's national drink this is and annoying. other fun facts. <laughs> By the end of your experience, you'll be able to create an exciting home bar atmosphere with your new cocktail knowledge. 60 Boring. minutes to learn how a... Listen, I like beer. I've gone on some tours for distilleries and things. They didn't last 60... The tour didn't last 60 no. minutes. no. You'd be bored out of your mind by the time it's all said and done. Well, if you're looking to be bored out of your mind, it's called Explore on Amazon. Take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show. The Big Man Morning Show. The assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOT. Find out what uh, we learned. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? Well, I learned for a low price, you can go virtual seal clubbing. And that, uh, I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna crush a 12-pack and watch Glee. I gotta be honest, not seal crushing, but if I could do something like pretty extreme that I would never do and be uh-huh. completely safe doing it, I would do that. Something like that, yeah, sure. Not seal crushing, that sounds horrible. No, but not walking the streets of Venice <laughs> or waiting in line at the Smithsonian. <laughs> to buy ticket. To hell, man. <laughs> ticket, please. I learned the garage sale, uh, I'm sorry, estate sale to garage sale is what Target is to Walmart. <laughs> Truth. And I also learned, you fool. You could have gotten that tire installed for free if you would have th- driven 16 hours, had three nights hotel, and eaten paid for meals. You fool. <laughs> right. Ooh, stupid me. What was I <laughs> You thinking? idiot. Uh. It's Corbin saying make sure that dishwasher's loaded right. This is Gimpy, and I'm sorry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Uh. Yeah. Ready? Uh. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. 
The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total douchebag. Total, douchebag. total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. We tried, boys. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.